What motivates a religious man to use God as a tool in his divorce kit as he withholds the get? Welcome to Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Fried, and today we are on page 33 of Tractate Gittin. And we learned that while we are all human and prone to improper conduct, we must never drag God into the fight. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. King David's army was successful in its efforts to protect and secure the people and the land of Israel. Nevertheless, wars are brutal and replete with uncertainty. Any wife who sends her husband out to the battlefield knows there's a chance she may never see him again. If nobody saw him die, she would subsequently be unable to remarry. To avoid such misfortune, David instituted that, on, that all soldiers divorce their wives prior to going out to battle. Upon their return, they would remarry their wives. That's how David justified his union with Bathsheba. Technically, at the time, she and Uriah were not married. The tragic circumstance of missing husbands has devastated family life since the beginning of days. Most of the time, it wasn't due to the battlefield. In ancient times, communication wasn't easy, and people would travel abroad for business for extended periods of time. If a husband failed to return, what was his poor wife to do? Even if years passed, she remained chained to him and unable to remarry until word of his demise or whereabouts would arrive. Today's stuff discusses one approach the sages employed to thwart the wicked attempts of certain husbands to chain their wives intentionally. Says the Mishnah, If a man sent a get to his wife and then caught up to the messenger, or sent an agent to catch the messenger to say, The get I gave you is void, it is voided. Originally, the husband could convene a Bethdin in another place and void the get. However, Rabbi Gamliel the Elder decreed that such a procedure may not be done for the benefit of society. Says the Gemara, what does for the benefit of society mean? Rabbi Yochanan says to avoid mamzerim, illegitimate children. Rishlakish says to avoid agunos, chained wives. Says Rashi, we make him pursue the agent or send an emissary. He would otherwise not bother with such efforts, for he seeks to torment her. Let's analyze the Gemara. Sadly, wife chaining doesn't only happen when a husband goes missing. Sometimes a man could be around the corner and simply refuse to engage in divorce proceedings, effectively chaining his wife. In the case of Algamar, the awful husband gave the get and then decided to revoke it while in transit. Rabbanam Leal's decree made it that much harder for the husband to act nefariously. It's a sad but true reality that divorce can get ugly. Over the centuries, the rabbis made various attempts to resolve issues of igun, chaining. In the early 11th century, Rabbeinu Gershom instituted several decrees around marriage, one of which concerned acceptance of the get. Biblically, the husband must give the get to effect the divorce. Rabbeinu Gershom decreed that in addition, the woman must agree to receive the get, thus helping level the field. Nevertheless, the problem of Igun remains until today. Our rabbinic courts work hard to ensure neither party acts nefariously, refusing to engage in get proceedings, or worse yet, using the get as a bargaining chip. In recent years, global communications and social media campaigns have improved our ability to ensure nobody simply disappears, leaving behind a chained wife. Unfortunately, I've dealt with several divorce situations over the years, and any time the husband or wife refuses to engage with the get proceedings, the person believes that they are completely justified in their position. 
Divorce makes some people who may be devout in other areas of their religious life blind to the pain they're inflicting upon this other person. And they'll use any means to get their way, including control over the get. Which is the ultimate irony. How can anyone claim to be religious while using God to, to persecute another human being? Withholding the get is like engaging in the violence and warfare conducted by certain extremists in parts of the world today. As Rabbi Sachs states emphatically in his book, Not in God's Name, how dare anyone use God to justify his crimes? And here too, whatever excuses you want to give for delaying the get are irrelevant. You have absolutely no right to use God as a tool for your aggression. If you consider yourself religious, then take care of the get first and only afterwards deal with whatever needs to be negotiated as the marriage is dissolved. The get is like everything in this world that comes our way. It's a test. Are we going to use it to make God proud or will we use it to profane his name? Some circumstances can be extraordinarily challenging, but you have the power to overcome the temptations of the Satan. Twice a year on Parshish Bechokosai and Parshish Kisavo, we read versions of the Tochacha, the Torah's admonition and warning of the consequences of disobeying God. The reading is replete with terrible curses that may befall our people if we do not observe the mitzvahs. Curiously, the Ramah rules that one who does not get along with the Balkara should not ascend for the Leah of the Tochacha. We're concerned that the reader will focus on this individual, placing him in harm's way. It goes without saying that having enemies is forbidden. The Torah declares, do not hate your brother in your heart. And yet our sages realize that even the Balkara is human and might not have perfected his mitzvah of Ava Sisrael. Therefore, they enacted the ruling that we don't call up someone he harbors animosity toward. In fact, many congregations circumvent the issue entirely by calling up the Balkara himself or one of the Gabayim already standing there. Clearly, our sages felt that it would be egregious of anyone to use the Torah as a tool to harm his fellow. Playing games with the get is such a serious matter that it would be impertinent to expand the conversation and offer other examples of using God to harm one's fellow. Suffice it to say, don't ever use God as an excuse or a tool in any interpersonal conflicts. Leave him out of your personal hostilities. May you strive to love everyone in this world, even those who have wronged you, and truly make Hashem proud, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Daf Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my Chavrissa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativedaf.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Thank you.